4: This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on vSAN, the sports betting network.
5: Welcome back into the program. Our number three of the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon here with you live at the Sports Betting National Championship along the shores of the Hudson River here in Weehawken, New Jersey. My partner James Salinas is in Denver, Colorado, as we scour the Week 9 card in the NFL. And it has come time to take a look at the contest going down in Arrowhead Stadium between the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And joining us to break... Break it down. Bill Huber, he is a Packers beat writer, been on the job since 2008 for PackersCentral.com and also SI.com. You can follow him on Twitter at BillHuberSI. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, boy, this game has a lot of intrigue. I, I mean, maybe the Packers' entire season and offseason has a lot of intrigue, including drama. We saw, of course, everything going on with Aaron Rodgers uh, leading up to uh, kickoff of the season. And then we, of course, we have this week with the COVID and everything that's going on in the Green Bay Packers locker room with Aaron Rodgers and their star quarterback. What have you kind of sensed as a mood around there in the locker room for Green Bay? Uh, has it been a big distraction or or is this team able to kind of put that aside and move forward with Jordan Love? What, what's the temperature around the room there in yeah. Green Bay, Bill? Yeah, I think they, they just want to go play.
6: Um, they're, they're, they're sick of the topic. I mean, certainly losing a quarterback is a it's a big loss, but you know, it happened on Wednesday and they've had all week to death. So I mean, if, if, if he had tested positive on, say, on Friday, it's a, it's a whole different thing. But, um, you know, if, if they lose, it's not gonna be because of distractions or anything like that. They'll lose because they just got outplayed, I, I would say.
7: Bill, thinking about the offense now with Jordan Love taking over and Devontae Adams will be back for this game. Looks like Valdez Scantling is going to be back for this game as well. We saw the emergence of uh, the the veteran of rant Cobb being able to make some plays a couple of weeks back in Arizona uh, and then the running game. I think about with with whether it's Jones or Williams pounding the football, what do you suspect the game plan is going to be? Obviously, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers slinging the football all out there, but is it just going to be lineup? Let's be conservative. Let's run the football, keep the sticks moving, try to stay ahead of the chains, make some third and manageable throws for Jordan Love. Or do you suspect maybe there's going to be some other wrinkles there where we might see some bigger passes down the field from the young quarterback?
6: Well, I, probably a combination of the two. I mean, I, yeah, they're going to still going to want to run the football. I mean, even even with Rodgers, they, they've run the ball at a at a fairly high clip. You know, So much of the LeFleur floor slash Shanahan, um God, that Ramsco, Jesus, how many six McVeigh off? I just totally spaced out on Sean McVeigh. You know, so, much, so much of that offense is rooted in running the ball. So you have running play A. That looks like passing play B. You know, it's it's all these plays that look alike, and and it's hard to do that if you can't run it. So yeah, I I would think they're going to run the ball. Um, You know, even even Rogers at his age, they do a lot of what they call keepers, which is you know bootlegs, and and that's and that's where they will have an advantage over Rogers going with Love. Is Love's a much better athlete at this time of his career? So I I would think it'll be a lot of running play A, which becomes bootleg pass B. Um, So yeah, I, I would. And then, you know, you're going you're to run it, you're going to run it, and then you go play action, and go deep. So, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to not throw the ball deep, I, but I do think it might be a little bit more conservative than it would otherwise.
5: Bill, talk to us about Jordan Love. Uh, for many of our listeners and viewers, he may be a, a relatively new product, and we certainly haven't seen a lot of action out of Jordan Love. Now, he was uh, a very highly regarded product out of college, and there is obviously a reason the Packers drafted him. I believe it's about three years ago now. Uh, and, and I think that's a great situation where he has been on the sidelines. We don't see that too often in the NFL anymore. It happened for Aaron Rodgers, watching and learning under Brett Favre, and now Jordan Love's been able to do kind Kind of the same thing I mean obviously there's a drop-off Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest of all time but I think Jordan Love's going to show up pretty darn good on Sunday
6: it's the great mystery um you know one of my colleagues asked Matt LaFleur on, on Wednesday if if Love was ready for this and LaFleur said we'll see I mean that's that's <laughs> where we all are I mean it was it was a terrific bit of honesty from the head coach we'll see you know if everybody knows Rodgers skipped the offseason stuff uh, because of his dispute with the team. So Jordan Love took all the reps. I mean, not all. Of them. I, I would say he probably took 90% of the team reps during four weeks of practices. There was one day during a mandatory minicamp when Adam, when Adam was there, everybody was there for this mini camp. And he was unbelievably good. I mean, it was big play after big play after hitting guys in stride. And he looked like a legit starting quarterback that day. And I and I'll, I'll always remember that day because, you know, even you you could feel that you could hear the buzz from the players that day. Like with, with each play that love made, it got louder and louder. It's like, wow, look at this guy. And then the next day was like this major regression. And he wasn't, he wasn't nearly as good, but look that. That's, that's young quarterbacks, right? He's a second year guy who didn't play. rookie. Look at this year's it's obviously a little bit of a difference here, but look at this year's rookie quarterbacks. I mean, they all stink, right? It's no knock on them. It's just hard to play as a young quarterback. So I don't know what to expect. Honestly, he will have, just about everybody here. Robert Tunyon, I'm sure, it was ACL last week, and your left tackle David Bakhtiari must be a week away. They did not activate activate him today, but otherwise, they're gonna have both the running backs. You know, four fifths of the starting line or three fifths of the starting line is gonna be there. Um, he's got every reason to succeed. Now, will he? I don't know.
7: Bill, let's switch to the other side of the football for the Green Bay Packers and think about this matchup going into Kansas City and facing Patrick Mahomes and that D de- and that offense. And I think we've seen the last few weeks, teams are playing a lot deeper safeties, keeping everything in front of them and forcing Mahomes either to run the f- either the Chiefs to run the football or Mahomes to be patient and have to take what the right. defense gives them. Thinking about where we are with this Green Bay Packers team, you know, Z'Darrius Smith basically hasn't played much this season. Really tremendous pass rusher. We we know Alexander has been out for a few weeks at the top. He's one of their top corners. What do you suspect? And I think the linebackers. If you can speak to the linebackers too, because I know they've been really kind of piecemealing that together throughout the course of the season. What kind of defensive game plan do you envision the Green Bay Packers bringing into this matchup against Patrick Mahomes and that KC offense?
6: Yeah, I mean that's been the game plan for Green Bay all year. Is just as they keep as the uh, defensive coordinator Joe Barry likes to say, just don't let the ball go over your head. In other words, keep everything in front of you. And at some point, either we're going to make a play or they're going to make a mistake and we'll get off the field. Um, it's worked pretty well. I mean, the last... Well, yeah, they're, they're winning streak. They're, they're allowing 17 a game, something like that. They're third in the league in points allowed during that span. So they've been really good. Um, you know, you talk about the linebackers. Devondre Campbell is a guy they signed in June. Pre-agent from Arizona. He played his first four years at the Falcons. You know, these June free agents I mean, they were pre-agent for a reason, right? I mean, they're pretty low, lightly regarded. Well, he's been fantastic. He was the player of the month for October, but he's been really good. They played without their corners for most of the year. Their first-round pick, Eric Stokes, has been pretty good. Um, their first-round pick from a couple years ago, Rashawn Gary, has really lifted the pass rush. Kenny Clark, their Pro Bowl defensive tackle from a couple years ago, he's back to that level. So they've they've got enough strong performances where they've they've been able to. But look, I mean, Jair Alexander's an All-Pro cornerback, and Zadarius Smith is a Pro Bowl pass rusher. Matt, that's two major blows that they've 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 played winning football, and all along we've kept saying, "Yeah, they've, they've played a lot of bad offenses," which is true. But then they shut down the Cardinals last week, and that kind of opened up everybody's eyes.
5: Bill, uh, before we let you go, I do want to get a prediction out of you. And it's been pretty well documented the way we've seen this point spread flip ever since the news came out that Aaron Rodgers would not play in this game. When I go through my early week handicap, I actually made the Green Bay Packers a favorite in this game before the Rodgers news. I think I made them a two and a half point favorite. It came out at Pickham and then the Rodgers news dropped and all of a sudden the Chiefs shot up to like a seven, seven and a half, even eight and a half point favorite. Right now the consensus number is seven. Um, I, I, I don't really agree with that. I, I mean, obviously there's an adjustment for Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, but I am not the least bit sold on this Chiefs team. I think Green Bay has a good chance to win the game.
6: Yeah, I do too. um Which goes against everything I've ever, ever said. I mean, what, every game I pick, it's like, well, yeah, this guy, you know, this team's better at this, this, and this. But Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is better than a quarterback, so Green Bay is going to win. That's generally <laughs> generally suited me pretty well over the years. um It's Mahomes against Love, and it seems like such a colossal mismatch. And maybe it's going to be, but hell, the Chiefs barely beat the Giants last week with Daniel Jones, right? I mean, is Daniel Jones all that much better than Jordan Love? Yeah, I, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Um, yeah, I, I give Green Bay a really good chance. They've had four extra days of rest with the Thursday night game versus a Monday night game for KC. Um, I'll pick the Chiefs to win, but I, I would, if I had to bet money on the spread, I, I would take Green Bay.
5: Very good. I think uh, the three of us are in agreement, Mr. Hubert. Thank you again so much for joining us here on v on the Pro Football Blitz, and uh, enjoy the contest this Sunday in Arrowhead Stadium. All right, take care, guys. I appreciate it. All right. That is Bill Huber. You can check him out on Twitter at Bill Huber S. I've been covering the Packers for over a decade. And uh, James, you know, I I was uh, I mean, it seems like the three of us, a consensus opinion here that we think the Packers can be competitive and, I think Jordan Love has a lot of talent. There's a reason Green Bay drafted him. He's had a couple of years to really learn and, and, you know, be taught by Aaron Rodgers. That's the dream scenario we talk about for young quarterbacks. So often they're now pressed into action, you know, ahead of schedule, but not for Jordan Love. Not the case there with him. And uh, I, I think this team will be very competitive in this game. I think they'll run the ball down the throat of that awful Kansas City defense. And again, like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if they won outright.
7: I wouldn't either, Brady. Think about these young quarterbacks being thrust into certain situations. This is a great situation to play. You're playing for the Green Bay Packers. This team's got plenty of talent to throw the football to, to run the football. I know the offensive line is is not the same as what it's been in years past, but there's plenty of talent to go around here. This is a, The franchise knows who they are. They have their identity. They're going to be physical up front, and that's not what the Kansas City Chiefs are. Talk about a finesse team. That is definitely the Kansas City Chiefs on both sides of the football to be favored by seven and a half at least that's the number i got it there with the packers i love my position here with green bay it's not love you got to go in and win this football game for us just come in and be part of the team be part of the game plan we're going to be more physical we're going to be in there and compete for 60 minutes love getting the seven and a half
5: All right, very good. We will roll on with the afternoon slate of games for Week 9 in the NFL. Also still to come, a preview of the Monday nighter in Pittsburgh between the Bears and the Steelers. We'll be right back on the Pro Football Blitz.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: We have a new prop tracker now available on VSYN.com for you to keep up with any key NFL props. Go to VSYN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best values. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. And check out the prop tracker. Also, the betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game all available now at VSYN.com slash NFL. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you talking about the NFL inside the Pro Football Blitz. Week 9 of the season here, and we're diving in deep, almost to the end of the card for Sunday. We've also got the Monday nighter on tap. And James, we were just talking about the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Green Bay Packers. Of course, had Bill Huber on to join us uh, for some insight on that contest as well. And you go back uh, for this year. I mean, we saw it certainly last year in football, but it became so jumbled when they had to re- reschedule games, and it kind of took away from maybe some of the betting angles because you had teams so, so far out of their routine, having to play on Tuesdays and that type of thing, This year, the schedule has remained intact, but we've still seen players miss time because of COVID. Not not only players, but coaches as well. You had the New Orleans Saints situation, and they lose to the Carolina Panthers. You had the Cliff Kingsbury situation when they were taking on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, We have uh, the Kyler Murray situation, this one because of injury. We've had a lot of situations where coaches and quarterbacks, Dak Prescott last week with the Minnesota Vikings, And all that I can remember, except for that New Orleans Saints game when they were taking on the Carolina Panthers, whichever way the line has gone in reaction to either the coach or the quarterback or what have you being out of the lineup, the other team has end up been been the winner, uh, either outright or covering the spread. And, and I, it just feels like this Green Bay Packers situation is another example of that. And, and I know we've talked about the San Francisco 49ers, but another similar situation there. And, and not that the Packers are going to win the game outright or that, that the Arizona Cardinals are. But do you feel like this seismic shift in reaction to these situations is maybe a little exaggerated and it creates value on the other side?
7: Absolutely. That's why you call it overreaction, and we know the public tends to do that (laughs) and fire and get to the window as soon as you can, and we're going to – post this number all the way up and the books are going to adjust that line quickly too so they're not going to leave themselves a whole liability they're in tune with this information just like we are as sports bettors but absolutely you think about the green bay packers and we were talking with bill the last segment about the new york giants going in last monday night and having an opportunity with the last possession to go win the football game and yeah daniel jones couldn't get it done but the fact that they the the that Giants team, not a good football team. You look at, if we just want to talk about the rosters and we want to look at the units on those teams, that, to me, it's not even comparable to what we see with the Green Bay Packers. This is not just Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of other guys that just show up and let him go do his thing. Now, he's a terrific quarterback for sure. We know he's Hall of Fame quarterback. But I think this is something where teams rally. It's a business and these guys are competitive and they get paid to they get paid to perform and they're competitors. They've been competitors their entire life. That's how they got to the point where they're at now. Plus a lot of talent too, Brady. But they rally together. And I think from this standpoint for the Green Bay Packers, I don't know, is this could could this be a preview for the Green Bay Packers of twenty twenty two of what this team is going to look like without Aaron Rodgers, all the speculation that went on during the off season with Aaron Rodgers, didn't want to be there. Was he gonna go? Where was he gonna be traded? Stuff going on here in Denver before the draft, all those kind of things. All this all the rumor mills swirling around, but Maybe this is potential because we know that after this season, we don't know what the future holds for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Maybe this is a preview of it. And I think this is a team where, yeah, they love Aaron Rodgers. They wanted to be out there. They know they're a better team, by far a better team, when Aaron Rodgers is at the quarterback position for this Green Bay Packers team. But, hey, I'm a competitor on this team, too, and I I can play as well. I got some game, and we got a game as a team, and we're going to rally together. And then on the other side of that, you're going to go play a Kansas City Chiefs team that – I don't know. Outside of maybe you throw in Houston or Jacksonville or some of these really really bad football teams out there, where are the Chiefs coming off being a favorite, being this big of a favorite, seven, seven and a half, you name it, against any team aside from some of the the dregs of the lead, especially a team like the Packers that that have plenty of talent. I think this is a this is something that they can definitely rally around and say, hey, we're tired of hearing that we can't win with the, without Aaron Rodgers. This is our opportunity to show that we can.
5: You know Bill made a point that uh, hit home with me there. We talked about the New York Giants and uh, they played a very competitive game, had a chance to win that game, only lost by three points. They were catching 10 in that Monday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And is Daniel Jones, do we expect that he's really that much better than Jordan Love? Okay, so there's that. And then there's the New York Giants against the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are a Super Bowl contender. They're seven and one. So I, I do think this spread is pretty wild. Also, do the Packers keep on winning because of Aaron Rodgers, or is it partly because of their coach Matt Lafleur? Matt Lafleur is now the he now owns the highest winning percentage of any coach in NFL history. Matt Lafleur in his young career, James, thirty five and nine. What a record for this guy. Um, one more point here on this game. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs' schedule when we were breaking down last Monday night's game, the New York Giants taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. We mentioned that they had the Green Bay Packers on deck. Well, they also have the division-leading Las Vegas Raiders coming up next week Do to the Kansas City Chiefs. So a pretty interesting situation. I think you can make a lot of cases why the Green Bay Packers should be staying inside this number here on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. James, uh, we get to the next game on the schedule here, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And very interesting line movement here. I'm wondering what the cause is. The Chargers opened as three-point favorites. I personally made it three and a half, and we immediately saw money come in on the Eagles, and it took it down all the way in some spots to just a one-point favorite in favor of Los Angeles. Currently, the consensus number is one and a half. But I wonder if the market, James, you remember, and I know you were very successful in betting the Raiders in-game every which way against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. We saw Eagle money come in fast and furious in that game as well. The Eagles flipped all the way into the role of a favorite at some spots in that game. So is the market in love with the Philadelphia Eagles, or... Are they starting to, you know, back off and sell on the Los Angeles Chargers, losing last week to the New England Patriots? That's two losses in a row prior to the bye week, also getting beaten by the Baltimore Ravens.
7: I got to look at the schedule for the Chargers and look at the entirety of the schedule. And it's been a very challenging schedule. And I think that... Thinking about Staley going over there, young coach. Not sure what that was going to look like. A lot of times, those are games that are, teams that I'm either going to fade or I'm just going to lay off and just see. I need to see how this new coach is going to come in, a whole new coaching staff coming in, getting adapted to their new players. You've got a young quarterback with plenty of talent there with Justin Herbert, and yeah, you're going to have, you're going to go through the roller coaster of of young quarterback play in this league. And we saw that play out last week against Bill Belichick, and that New England defense really got a handle on him. But if you go back to this schedule. Going on the road week one at Washington, tough, tight, competitive game. Never easy to go on the road, especially on the East Coast. They win that football game. Then you come back home, really competitive physical game against the Cowboys. Then you're at Kansas City. You win that game. Come back home on Monday night. You beat the the Raiders in division. Then a really exciting game against the Cleveland Browns. What was left to go on the road with and go face the Baltimore Ravens? Not a whole lot. I love that spot for the Ravens there. And the Ravens completely handled them to the bye week. I think that probably the concern is the fact that they did not perform to the expectations coming out of the bye to play Bill Belichick and and that New Orleans or that New England defense, maybe that's the concern here. But it was a tight game. It was a close game. I'm not ready. Maybe the novelty has has come off a little bit from the the Chargers. But it's that's a really challenging schedule to start the season. So for me, little maybe back to back humbling experiences for this Chargers team. I still think it's a better football team. I think they're the better coach team, and I think they know what they are and they, who they are, and then talent-wise, especially on the offensive side, there's no comparison between the Chargers and the Eagles to me. You look at Eagles and Jalen Hurts, and it's really a, a one-read quarterback. If that's not there, he's their best runner. He's really their runner. They actually ran the football with some consistency last week, but that's the Detroit Lions. Here, this is going to be a different team. I think the Chargers, the only thing that concerns me is the secondary is a little banged up going into this matchup in Philadelphia. But aside from that, I don't think Philadelphia really has the personnel nor the quarterback to take advantage of that depleted secondary. So for me, I like the Chargers in this spot. The fact that it's creeping down. I see some one and a halfs here. Small favorite for the Chargers. That's the way I'm going. I haven't bet the game yet. It is a contest play for me, but we get closer to the game time. I'm probably leaning and probably going to play the Chargers lane just the one and a
5: half. Yeah, I might uh, think about playing them on the money line, but I'm with you. Obviously, the more talented team. You look at last week's victory over Detroit. That was Philadelphia's largest margin of victory, 38 points on a road game in 40 years. You have to think that the pendulum will swing back the other way a little bit off of that victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, Justin Herbert, only in his second year, But after losing to Bill Belichick last year, 45 to nothing in that game, he went on to win his next four games in a row. We'll see if he bounces back that way this year in his sophomore campaign. Let's also remember, and I know you love that spot for the Ravens when they took on the Chargers there because of what the Chargers have been through, but let's not just throw the uh, Chargers to the scrap heap, James. I mean, give them a break. They lost to John Harbaugh and Bill Belichick. You know, I I, I don't want to shame them for losing to those two coaches. So I, I still think this team is very good and has a good shot in that AFC West. We'll come back with more in a moment as we roll on through the Pro Football Blitz. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you on v the Sports Betting Network. This is
4: the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: The VEASAN mid Football Special is here. It's only $99. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, Point Spread Weekly, our digital publication, plus in-depth data and analysis on VSIN.com. Also, this is a big one, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. It's a heck of a deal, $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com. Slash subscribe. We roll on here inside the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon live from Weehawken, New Jersey, at the Onview Hotel, which is hosting the Sports Betting National Championship. Having a great time here all weekend long. James back there in Denver, Colorado, as we get through almost to the end of the week nine card here. We've got Sunday night football, Monday night football, but first Let's go to the contest that we've talked about a little bit in the past throughout the program, James. The Arizona Cardinals, they had their perfect season interrupted by the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. So they come into San Francisco with a banged-up quarterback. Not sure if Kyler Murray's going to go in this game. Also, DeAndre Hopkins is listed as questionable, their star-wide receiver. But they do come in with extra rest. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, they snapped a four-game losing streak at Soldier Field in Chicago last Last week, Jimmy Garoppolo with a great game, getting a couple rushing touchdowns in that win and cover for the 49ers. A lot of injury concerns really on both sides of this game, James. I mentioned Murray and Hopkins for Arizona. You've also got Elijah Mitchell, the great running back for the 49ers. He's questionable. D. Ford on that defense. Also, Debo Samuel, what a hero he was in that win over the Chicago Bears. He is also listed as questionable. And, of course, we've seen the favorite flip here. With the news on Murray and Hopkins, I made the Cardinals a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game before we knew if Kyler Murray was going to be in or out in this game. I was figuring he's going to be in. I made them a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. But with the uncertainty of the two stars for Arizona, the 49ers have now become a a two-and-a-half, even three-point favorite. Small
7: favorite here in speculation that Kyler Murray won't be out there. And, yeah, justifiably so. What does he mean to the number? Yeah, more importantly, what does he mean to the Arizona Cardinals team? And I think for Kyler Murray, we know what he is in the pocket. I think it's just his his playmaking ability, his creativity, the fact that he can just sustain plays and, and ad-lib plays to get outside the pocket. He's so shifty, so crafty, so quick, and ju- just trying to continue him, that's a challenge in itself, but San Francisco did a really good job of that in their first matchup in Arizona a few weeks back. That was where Trey Lance was the quarterback full-time, first start, and yeah, we saw the young rookie there make a... to, to be sure, and so, some some questionable decisions, and you're going to get that with a rookie quarterback, especially one that just doesn't have the passing acumen. I think very unpolished. We talk about Mac Jones looking very polished as a young quarterback coming in the NFL. A complete opposite there with Trey Lance. Now Lance should be available for this game. Do we see him in maybe some different packages potentially here? But this is Garoppolo's team going forward until he gets hurt again. I think, which yeah, that could be that could be on Sunday. So. Here with this game, you mentioned all the injuries. I really want to get involved with the Niners here, but I think for me, it's Kittle. He should be on the field, but more so Elijah Mitchell. I really like what I've seen him be able to run the football. A lot of, got to be very disciplined in your run game when it comes to the 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 kind of stretch plays that Coach Shanahan likes to run. Having... Having George Kittle back, I think, is huge for them in the run game, not only in the pass game, but also the run game. But Elijah Mitchell, I think, is going to be very key for them because I don't think we've seen a lot of confidence coming from Coach Shanahan and the other young running back there with Trey Sermon. So maybe it's the total. Maybe you get involved with the total here. A lot of firepower on both teams in question Think about the Cardinals, not only with Kyler Murray, but also DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he didn't he I don't believe he finished that game against the Green Bay Packers. He went in with the bad wheel with the hamstring. I think he re aggravated that as the game progressed, really wasn't able to be much of a factor in that second half. Maybe it's the under here, but I think ultimately it's going to be 90 minutes prior to kickoff before I make a decision, Brady, and it's all going to be about the inactive reports for both of these teams, and that's when that is released, 90 minutes prior to kickoff. So right now, it's hard for me to get a position on either of these sides because of all those key injuries.
5: I do think there's a good chance that it'll be Colt McCoy at quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, and we won't see Kyler Murray this week. There was reports earlier that he was seen in a walking boot. Uh, I I just have a feeling it's probably going to be a Dak Prescott-like situation that we saw on Sunday night against the Vikings, and they keep him out. And, you know, they're they're sitting atop the division there, tied with the Los Angeles Rams, and uh, if it's, you know, risky pressing this guy into action, I I think they would uh, be cautioned uh, cautious about doing so uh, I did play the Arizona Cardinals in a teaser tease them up to plus eight and a half uh, I really wanted to play San Francisco earlier in the week uh, I really wanted to play San Francisco and what I figured would be like a three three and a half point dog I thought that was a great spot for them an in-division game division revenge having lost that game earlier in Glendale but now they've flipped into the role of the favorite so kind of went the other way and teased Arizona up to plus eight and a half it really does feel eerily similar to that Cowboys Vikings game last week and we saw the steam come in on the Minnesota side especially when it was announced immediately like you say 90 minutes before game time that Cooper Rush was going to go I think we saw that line on Minnesota get all the way to minus five or something like that and then of course Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys uh, take it to Kirk Cousins and company and win that game outright 20 to 16. I wonder if we'll see Colt McCoy. If that's the case, do you think he's capable of pulling off the same thing here on the road, James? Yeah, well, he's a veteran quarterback,
7: and so it's he's not gonna. There's not gonna be anything that he hasn't seen. He's been around. Man, how long has Colt McCoy been around? How many teams has he bounced around in? And and different. Thinking about all the different, whether he's been in the AFC, the NFC, he's been around quite a while. So I think as far as different coverages to be seen, this, this is a San Francisco defense that already has a lot of injuries, especially to the secondary, as well as that, that defensive front. You mentioned what happened and transpired last week with Sunday Night Football, the, the speculation about Dak Prescott, the line moving the way that it did in favor of where it was the, the Cowboys were the favorite and flipped to the dog. What was interesting was that the total... Did not really move until very very late. I thought when we talked about that last week, I thought that was interesting because it was a matter of all right, how much does said particular player mean to the point spread of his team? But what about what does he mean to the total of this game? And we saw that game. It was I just bet, played the the Cowboys team total under 24, whatever that ended up being. That was that was that one was never really in down on either side, and Minnesota didn't come to play either. And I think that's where on the defensive side for Dallas, feeling like hey, we've got to step up too. We know our quarterback on that side he's not just going to go up and put up 35 points here we got to come compete on this side and do our part to keep this a competitive game i suspect maybe we'll see that from the cardinals too defensively so i mean we think about the the firepower on both sides if you suspect. Kyler Murray is not going to play Colt McCoy. Can he keep the game close? Can he keep it competitive? Yes. Is he going to make those big? He's not going to ad-lib plays the way that Kyler Murray does those big splash plays the way that he can. Uh, he's going to take what they give him to in, and, and he has the ability to run, and he will make some plays outside the pocket. But that will be running the football, not throwing the ball down the field. The more we talk about this, Brady, the more I'm looking at this total sitting, at, I see some 46s out here. We're speculating that Murray's not going to be out there. I think that's really impactful to the total of what that offense is going to be for the Cardinals. And thinking about the 49ers trying to run the football and take pressure off Jimmy Garoppolo here, I'd be looking at this total and playing it under.
5: Prior to the season starting, James, we had all the uh, rushing props, uh, you know, under, over for season total rushing yards, who will be the leading rusher in the NFL, etc. And Derrick Henry was the favorite pretty much across the board in those uh, markets. I did not place a bet one way or another, but I felt it was a really big ask to see a guy go for a third straight season to rush for over 2,000 yards. All that wear and tear on his body, despite the the fact that oftentimes Derrick Henry looks impervious to that type of workload. But here you go in week nine, and sure enough, the gentleman is on the shelf here. We wish him the best. But you just felt like maybe eventually this guy wasn't going to be able to you know, take that toll that it has been put on his body week in and week out, season in and season out. Adrian Peterson comes in to fill the void for the Tennessee Titans. They will go to Los Angeles where the Rams will host this contest at, at SoFi Stadium. Los Angeles has been installed as seven-point favorites, your total all the way to 53. I made this line six and a half points in favor of Los Angeles with Henry James. We've seen it as high as seven and a half. Where are you on this one between a couple of division uh, leaders right now on Sunday Night Football?
7: Well, not only with Derrick Henry being out, what is the impact for for Tannehill, he's so dependent upon the run game for the play action game and the boots that he runs for Tannehill, being able to get out and get open space, seeing clean pockets to throw the football down the field, in particular to his number one target, A.J. Brown. Did not practice on Friday due to a knee injury. He was at practice Wednesday, Thursday, but all, who knows what flared up there. But that's a big loss as well. The other side here with the Rams. Uh, I, this is a team that is clicking right now offensively. They're only getting better each and every week, and this Tennessee Titans team, very thin. It's, I don't love the defense, don't love the secondary, and now very thin at, at the linebacker position with a number of injuries there. I can only make a case for the Rams in this spot here. I did play them in a teaser. It's, parlay, it's, it's paired up with the Saints. Rams down to 1.5. That's my spot here in this matchup. Teaser part with the Rams at 1.5.
5: Yeah, very popular teaser this week, the Rams, and I think an advantageous one as well. We'll talk a little bit more about this game when we come back and also preview the Monday Nighter right here on the Pro Football Blitz.
1: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on BSN, the sports betting network.
5: Shoot for victory. Stream live TV. Play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Prediction Series. Join four free-to-play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu now to get in on the action. It's hoop season. It's time to get Hulu Plus Live TV. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions may apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Speaking of DraftKings, what a show here the Sports Betting National Championship in Weehawken, New Jersey on the shores of the Hudson River. James, I've already put in a request for you to join me out here next season for the third version of the DraftKings Sports Betting National Championship. Will you uh, are you in are you up for that?
7: I am in. Thank you for doing that and advocating for me, Brady. We'll be there. I'm all about that action. That would be a blast. I'm very jealous watching you guys out there and seeing the background and knowing the setup that's out there and, and, and great environment. So, yeah, absolutely. If we can swing that, count me in.
5: It has been so fun. Uh, A wonderful job here by an incredible crew that just, you know, assembles a sports book, a bar. The entire hotel has been taken over by the DraftKings staff, and the hotel has been so accommodating. Uh, You've seen the views right here on the shore of the Hudson River, looking at the Manhattan skyline. Yes, Mr. Salinas, I've popped over into New York City a couple times and uh, found myself a few watering holes over there. So a good time all around, we'll see if we can do the Pro Football Blitz right here on the same set next year Uh, let's go back to uh, the Sunday night football game in Los Angeles we're talking about the Rams and the Tennessee Titans and I want to get your opinion on this you, of course, are very familiar with Vaughn Miller being right there in Denver. Of course, he joins this defense for the Los Angeles Rams. And you would think a marquee player like this making a big splash before the trade deadline that the Rams are pretty geeked up about this. And they kind of want to show off their new star toy to the rest of the league. I could see him making a big splash here. And this Ram defense kind of feeds off his arrival in Southern California.
7: As far as when he actually gets to go out there, we'll see if he actually plays or not. He had an ankle injury. He got hurt in that Thursday night game a few weeks back for the Broncos when they played at Cleveland. Did not play last week. And honestly, I think I suspect he kind of suspected that he wasn't going to be here. I think that was the speculation all along, Brady. So this was where it was the last year of his contract here with the Broncos. He was not going to be on this roster come 2022. And Denver did what they had to do to, to look at their future. And I think for Von Miller... Now it's somebody where he was the focal point of that defense. 5 6 years ago 6 years ago when they won the Super Bowl in 2015 and then it's just been a rough it's the the franchise has just been toiling through quarterback after quarterback he's really been the mainstay and the the one holdover from that Super Bowl winning team back 6 years ago but you know when you're used to winning and competing each and every year and then you're in a bad situation losing and losing and losing hasn't really brought the same fire to the football team and out there to the field here with the Denver Broncos should not only see a, an inspired effort out of the LA Rams, Rams, but I think we'll see an inspired effort whether it's this game and the plays against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night but at least through the remainder of the season because now this team they're playing for keeps they knew this going in they were they're all in they're all in to go win the Super Bowl you make this move here and yeah are they mortgaging some of their future with what they've done with Stafford and with Von Miller potentially but we're not I'm not a fan I don't care what the what happens to that franchise come next year or any other year right now it's all about the now and that's what they're playing for here so I think so I think from that standpoint it just solidifies and continues to sell the the message to that team that we're in in it to win it and it's this year it's super bowl or bust everybody pick up their game because we've put the place pieces in place as far as the personnel is concerned we've got terrific terrific players all over this roster all out there on the field to make plays on both sides of the football now y'all got to go out there and get it done i think so i think this is Man, think about where Tennessee is right now and having to go into this environment against this team and the enthusiasm and the optimism that the Rams are going to have, not only for this game, but going forward for the rest of the season. Tough spot to be right now for the Tennessee Titans, especially the fact that you don't have your stud runner there with Derrick Henry.
5: How about these two angles, James? I wonder which you think is more likely to be the case here on Sunday night. You've got the Tennessee Titans with a a two-and-a-half game lead in the AFC South. They're pretty comfortable right now. So how motivated are they really for this game? Now, conversely... You've also maybe got a little bit of the fallen hero theory here. Of course, Derrick Henry, this will be their first game without him. And you got to believe Adrian Peterson. He's going to come out guns a blazing. We've seen him added to teams in the past that needed help at running back. And usually that first game, he has come out and, and really shined. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's possible as well.
7: It could be. I mean, Adrian Peterson, he's always going to play hard. He's going to run hard. He's going to be physical, and you know he's in shape. He's always ready to go when the call comes. But if he was... If he was going to be that good of a runner where he wasn't on anybody's, he was on the couch so far halfway through the season. So if he was really going to be that impactful, he'd be on somebody's team right now. I just think for the Titans, we, we mentioned the MVP. We talked about that earlier in the program and MVP who is, and a lot of times it falls to quarterbacks, but is there a player more valuable to their team collectively to their offense and the game plan that goes in week in and week out than Derek Henry? I mean, think about for the last handful of years, the, The the fact that you can have balance it really opens up the play action passing game for Ryan Tannehill. But with Derrick Henry he's a threat. If there every team goes in and who are we going to stop? Who do we need to key on to to make happen? Who are we going to game plan against? It's always Derrick Henry each and every week, and teams still can't get it done. Now you don't have them out there. I, I'm really interested to see how does Tannehill step up in this in, in this new offense without the luxury of having Derrick Henry there and the game plan. So really being focused on trying to do their best to stop the running game with Henry. Now it falls on Tannehill to have to make plays. And the fact that A.J. Brown mispracticed Friday, that's another big key miss. I think Julio Jones will be back on the field, at least for this game. He's already been in and out of the lineup for the majority of the season so far for the Tennessee Titans. But here, yeah, to me, it's only the, Ram- it's the Rams or nothing here. I don't like slaying the 7.5. I would probably, if I had to, I'd probably, that'd be the side I'd go with, lay that number rather than taking that number at the 7.5. But that's why I just put it in the teaser with the Saints, just drop them down to 1.5, in a sense, just win the football game.
5: Yeah, you know, I did a lot of teasers this week because there weren't a lot of regular unadjusted numbers, if you will, that I was in love with. So I actually played a lot of teasers and I'd be right there with you teasing the Rams down. Let's take a look at the Monday night affair wrapping up week nine in the NFL. And James, remember when the Chicago Bears were three and two and that kind of seemed odd? Well, maybe the uh, truth has surfaced here as they have lost three games in a row, now only three and five, and leading only the winless Lions in the NFC North Division. The Steelers, meanwhile, they're four and three, and they've won three in a row, and all of a sudden the Cleveland Browns at an even five hundred record of four and four are in last place in the a f c North. I made this number six in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It opened at six and a half, and we've been there all week, very low total in this game, just thirty nine It does really feel to me like this is a lot of points for the Steelers to be laying, though. They come off of that huge playoff revenge game win over the Cleveland Browns. But the other side is, can you really trust the Chicago Bears? I mentioned they've lost three in a row. I really don't think they're a very good team at all. With three straight losses, are they starting to show their true colors here? Can the Steelers dominate this game and cover the six points? However... You know, James, we've seen this in the past, too. Monday night, under the bright lights of Mon- of Monday night football, maybe the best spot for a buy-low spot on an ugly underdog here. Which way are you headed between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears?
7: It's Steelers are nothing for me here. Just thinking about where the Chicago Bears are. It's more so a bet against the Chicago Bears. This is a defense right now. It's, it's They've been getting moved off the football up front, and San Francisco absolutely dominated them in the run game last week, in particular in that second half. Even Jimmy G is keep doing keepers and running in two touchdowns on his own, going in untouched. This is a team right now getting pushed off the football. They've allowed 160 yards rushing the past three games, and right now, their second and third leading tacklers who are very key to trying to stop the run game, Alec Ogletree at the linebacker position, Eddie Jackson, most likely are not going to to play. They have not practiced through Saturday of this week, so I don't think they're going to be out there. Those are two key losses on a defense that was already hurting, and we'll see what the status is of Khalil Mack going into this game. But they're just getting pushed around, and I think that's what we're seeing on the other side. The Pittsburgh Steelers, young offensive line coming into the season, young quarterback or running back there with Najee Harris starting to find their way. The last three weeks, Najee Harris pounding the football between behind this young offensive line. They've got he's averaged nearly a hundred yards per game the last three games and they're pounding the rock they're giving it to him 24 25 times a game i just think it's a bad matchup for the bears and then young justin field the bright lights justin fields having to go on the road and play in three rivers play against that pittsburgh steelers defense that's the one constant there we saw him show up and really shut down cleveland last week i think the same thing happens here it's steelers and nothing for me
5: couple stats for you here. Mike Tomlin 0-3 straight up and against the spread versus Chicago losing two of those games outright as a favorite. He's also 1-4 and 4 against the spread in non-division games on Monday night, including 0-3 against the spread when coming off of a win. But Justin Fields on the road this season. He has one touchdown pass and five turnovers. His team is 1-2 and 2 straight up and against the spread in those games. That's going to do it for the Pro Football Blitz. James, enjoy NFL
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help,
1: call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host